Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. everybody. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome. Uh, my name's Clarita. Welcome to the show. This is the Design Freaks podcast, also on YouTube. Uh, we talk about music industry, art, and design. This is my second mini episode. It's called Covers a Cover. I take one album cover and I give you some insight behind uh, the design of the record sleeve. So this time I'm going to talk about Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Uh, please subscribe wherever you found this podcast. And for visuals, check out and subscribe to Design Freaks on YouTube. And everything else is in the old link tree. It's an old hollowed out tree where I put links inside. So go find it. So we recently lost uh, a member of De La Soul, which I can't believe. Um, True Goy the Dove, Plug Two, or Dave. Um, and I didn't know he had such a beautiful name. His name's David Jude Julie Cure, which translates from French to sweetheart. It's like right when the group is also re-releasing, uh, reissuing their vinyl, getting the rights to stream all the music and all that. Life is short, I guess. Jeez. Um, so yeah, they they uh, definitely changed hip hop, and there's a million articles, you know, about how Three Feet High and Rising and the Native Tongues in general changed the trajectory of hip hop. You know, all that's really fascinating. But today, I'm going to talk about the design behind the record because um, this isn't just a tribute to True Goy, although it is, but um, it's three feet high and rising is such a perfect, ex perfect example of how, uh, like powerful art and graphic design and just packaging in general, how powerful it can be as an integral part of the music when it's done well. And when there's proper amounts of thought and intention, um, put behind the messaging and the storytelling of the record. Uh, my favorite De La Soul album, uh, as far as the music goes is definitely balloon mind state. Sorry. But I think that's, they were at a creative peak and, but there's no denying that the design and the packaging uh, and the statement made by all the visuals for three feet high and rising was game changing. I mean, they were rebelling against the status quo of hip hop and the rap industry. So first we have art direction by the gray organization, AKA Toby Mott. Um, he was the founder, is the founder and principal designer for the Gray Organization, or GO. Um, layout was done by Stephen Miglio, who has worked quite a bit with uh, Toby, it looks like. Uh, photography by Marie Hanishar. Uh, she is French. Um, that is how you say it. 
Um, illustration. So now we're moving to the inside of the record. The outside illustration was, like I said, great organization. All those cartoons, remember the comics and um, those little characters, the De La Soul characters, that was done by Michael Uman or Uman or Human or Uman. I don't know. Let's start with art direction. Um, in the 1980s, whilst living in New York, Go produced a series of album covers for Tommy Boy Records, including for De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising, and for the band Information Society. Um, that's the one where they sampled Spock from Star Trek, and he goes, Pure energy. Whoa. <laughs> Pure energy. Okay. Um, he also made music videos for the Rolling Stones. Heard of them? Um, and then he also did the Shut Him Down video for Public Enemy. Whoa. And A Tribe Called Quest, Can I Kick It? Which I remember seeing that video when it came out and going, that looked like a lot of fun to make. So good for you. Um, and then in 2013, GO member Toby Mott was scheduled to exhibit a print edition of the original Three Feet High and Rising album artwork displayed alongside memorabilia such as Mott's original sketch, his gold disc, and other items from his private collection. So you can see that behind him. I'm going to put some stills from this YouTube video, which I'll have the link to in the um, show notes, and you can watch him explain this stuff. Um, but yeah, he basically, um, he, he exhibited all of this stuff at Snap Galleries, Piccadilly, London, and then I found the video on Hyper Gallery Limited on their YouTube page. He describes the process of designing the album cover in his essay called Hip Hop in the Daisy Age. He, uh, he talked about, he, we have come up with the Daisy Age visual concept. Now, that's interesting because they use that term in the record a lot. So I'm wondering, did they both, he and the band, come up with that? together the daisy age thing because it's in their lyrics or did they take that cue from the art direction it's very curious to me um okay so de la soul visit our loft and when, when he says our i'm assuming it's him and the photographer had a loft where they would shoot photographer marie um so he said they visit our loft where we lay them down on the floor facing up their heads making a triangle that must have been fun um, we photographed them whilst hanging precariously off a stepladder. <laughs> One idea being that the cover would not have a right way up. So if you look at the record and the way they designed the, the hand-drawn lettering in a circle, the record really doesn't have a right way up until you flip it over. But um, yeah, well done. It, it's a cool concept. You know, the cover would not have a right way up. CDs have had yet to be the dominant musical format yet. So the vinyl album sleeve was their most effective way of making a statement. Um, he says, we, lay we layer the brightly colored hand-drawn flower designs made with Posca paint pens on acetate over the black and white photographic portrait. Very smart. Um, over the black and white photographic portrait print, which is rostrum camera copied. I'm not sure what that is. I need to look that up. Okay, so he says, this is well before the time of Apple Macs. <laughs> Okay, dad, and scanning, etc. The intent of the design of De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising LP cover is to be new and bright with the overlaying of the fluorescent flowers 
and text reflecting a synthetic pop cartoon look. This is a move away from the prevailing macho hip-hop visual codes, which dominate to this day. Um, True, but not just in (laughs) hip-hop. The macho visual codes are everywhere, especially rock and roll, I'll say it. Um, So this album also not only was super popular, sort of rocketed them to fame, but it also was the first hip hop record to cross over into the indie market, which Toby Mott, you know, translated as, you know, obviously that means white audience. Yeah. If you're wondering why they went from the Dayglow Daisy Age to De La Soul is Dead, just listen to the lyrics, especially in the song, um, songs like Peace Porridge. So just to make a little disclaimer or to make it clear that I'm talking today about the original designers for the album that was released in 1989 because they um, there is a whole new designed suite of materials coming out of De La Soul. I pre-ordered um, Three Feet High and Rising a while back. Um, but yeah, you can order that at wearedelasoul.com and there's all kinds of new stuff. So I don't know who the designers are for the reissue stuff, for all the new merch. I'm going to go back to the layout. Now, the layout, like I said before, was done by Steven Miglio and he also did graphic design and record sleeves for Africa Bambata, for Stetsasonic, which, um, he was like the designer for Sets of Sonic, which is so cool. I loved them, mostly because I had a huge crush on Prince Paul, <laughs> um, which earlier I was like researching this stuff and I look over and what's on top of my cassette pile is the Prince of Thieves single. <laughs> so I still really love him. He's still around in my purview. Um, he also did designs for King T, Queen Latifah, the king and queen. Okay. He's did other stuff for day law, like singles and stuff like that. Um, and then in more recent years has done album design for Arthur Russell as recently as 2017. Uh, photography by Marie Henechar. So Marie does uh, the most beautiful travel photography. Um, I'm not seeing really anything else similar to uh, the De La Soul photo shoot. I'm not seeing other music industry stuff, but man, gorgeous photos from all over the world. She contributes to all these different magazines. Um, yeah, but she does. I found one slide on her website that lists, um, it's, it's just a photo of the album cover and gray organization De La Soul. (laughs) So, I mean, clearly she's been very busy. Um, but to have this, And her repertoire is so cool. And um, yeah, I I recommend taking a look at her her website if you want to go down a little dreamy rabbit hole of of wishing that you are traveling (laughs) like I just did. Moving on to the the cartoon illustration, which I mentioned earlier, is Michael Yuman. And the reason why I'm confused on how to say his name is um, he... He's listed as working from 2003 to present at Humanoid Studios. I'm assuming it's humanoid because of the word humanoid. And that makes me rethink about how to pronounce his last name. He did the inner comics for Three Feet High and Rising. But he also did the inner sleeve of the Say No Go 12-inch single. 
So here is that inner sleeve. In this case, it's not really a comic. It's like a merch sheet. It's a it's an order sheet where you can see all the different things that I should have ordered back then. I mean, can you imagine? Look at this. A Dayglow t-shirt, a leather medallion, black medallions, no gold, hanging out with Poss, hanging out with Mace. Here they all are. Um, you can see uh, True Goy is wearing both the buttons here. Maceo has the t-shirt with his own face. Very meta. And then Poss is wearing the medallion. And there he's pointing at the order thing. Remember these? And... Uh, here's the back. Oh my God. Mac Daddy on the left is one of the best. It's a great B-side song. It's actually Chiali who ended up going on to have a whole career, but this was done. He was like a young teen rapper. And this is, this was recorded when he was, um, really little. I mean, he sounds like a little kid. It's really cute. Um, Ed Lover makes an appearance on that song. I want to go back to, I found out something really interesting about Toby Mott. So he is responsible for Three Feet High and Rising, the overall design, although it does take a group effort. Here's another strange connection. So I'm looking up uh, the credits, Toby Mott's credits. I'm seeing all the records he's responsible for, him and the Gray organization. There's He's done Information Society, um, The Cult, De La Soul, of course, Public Enemy, tons of stuff over the years. And then, um, but I also saw a credit for this record, Master Ace, Me and the Biz. Now, here we have, this is a 12-inch single by Master Ace, the Brainiac Dum Dum himself. Here he is. But it's also... It's a song about his friend Biz Marquis, R.I.P., another fallen hip-hop king. But in the photo shoot, it's a puppet, and I've always wondered. I got this when it came out. I love the song. It's great. It has one of my favorite samples in it. You'll recognize it. Um, but I've always wondered, where is that puppet? Does someone still have that puppet? I wonder if it's around. Like Here you can see. Um, okay, so let me back up. Let me tell you why this has. So Toby Mott didn't design this record. He did not design this sleeve. Let me back up. If you look at the credits on the back, it says designed by uh, Aldo Sampieri. Sampieri? I don't know. It's two-point font. Uh, Aldo, please. Why put your name so small? Um, and George Dubose. And then Biz Puppet by guess who? Toby Mott. So... I've been wondering all these years, where is it? I just came across the person who made it by researching Three Feet High and Rising. Am I getting closer to finding out the answer to that question? Probably it's he went into the trash because it grew mold or something. But anyway, it looks like a foam puppet. It's like a life-size foam Bismarcky puppet wearing, obviously, a uh, what I'm assuming is Bismarck's actual jewelry. It's not the puppet's jewelry, but like a giant four-fingered ring or three, I guess the puppet has three fingers, um, that giant ring, and then a giant gold dookie chain. <laughs> and then on the back, there's all these outtakes from the photo shoot. There's like the puppet getting violent and, you know, sitting down and like little 
out takes, and it has the most bugged out eyes and the Bismarcky gums. It's so cute. Now more than ever, where is it? Oh yeah, I totally forgot to point out the, uh, I forgot to talk about the Buddy and Ghetto thing, uh, 12 inch single as well. Also done, it looks like, by Gray Organization. And if not, Tommy Boy just had their designer do it uh, in the style of, you know, I really wish that was left aligned. Um, yeah. Kind of drives me nuts. Okay. So, but this is an interesting, this is the Douglas Brothers photo shoot and they, they look pretty serious here. I know it's not Three Feet High and Rising, but these are singles from the album. So it counts. Um what else do I have to say about Three Feet High and Rising? You can go to weardelasoul.com and pre-order the record. There's a pink one, a yellow one, and a white, a black and white. I mean, I don't know what else I can say, but I can't believe the Bismarck Key connection. Great, powerful design. I don't know. I, I want to leave with some profound thought. I'll leave you with some lyrics, some true goy lyrics. Dazed at the sight of a method, dive beneath the depth of a never-ending verse. Gasping and swallowing every last letter, vocalized liquid holds the quench of your thirst. Thank you for everything, Dave, and thank you, listener. Life is short. Take care, and peace. Peace. Or else. Hey, you're